Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mary B. Welcome to the The Happiest Happiest Girls Podcast. Episodes will drop every Monday morning, and each week we'll be tackling a new topic, chatting about motherhood, singlehood, health, wellness, and everything in between. Tune in each week as we discuss what it means to be the happiest girl. Hi, Mary B. Hey, Kate. How's it going? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. How was your weekend? Oh, man. Well, about last night, um, I went out on the town. And I know that might be a shock to our listeners, considering this is what I talk about every time <laughs> around the pod, but it sure did happen again last night. Um, I started out my night actually at this really fun party where I didn't really know anyone, but a friend invited me to her friend's place. This man who cooks like a huge spread of dinner every Friday night, and each week it's a different theme. This week it was like Mexican delicious, like tacos, like arepas, um, the whole gambit and he was like a cook in his former days and now he just How loves old to is visit he? his friends um i think he's like late 20s was he single no mm. he's not single mm. but he was really nice and i met this guy there who is an actor and i just want to give him a plug because he is in this new show called um saint x Mm. And it's coming out on Hulu on April 26th. So everyone go watch it. What's his role? He is one of the main roles, actually. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. Oh, his name is Josh. Okay. And he plays one of the main roles, which I think is so cool. Other things he's been on, he was in The Politician. He was like, yeah, when I acted with Gwyneth, like, Gwyneth is just the nicest. I was like, Mm -hmm. you mean my queen, Gwyneth? Got a lot of questions about Gwyneth for today's pod. I know, so <laughs> controversial, but he said that she was very nice and very good to work with. So Straight from the source. He was that. just like a king, though. I was like telling him about myself, and he was like, you're an artist, I can tell. I was like, wow, you like see <laughs> he right sees right. You are transparent. He sees you thought you were soul. mysterious. <laughs> you thought you were a mysterious girly, but no. He <laughs> 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 could read you like the ball of his hand. Oh my gosh, mm. I know. He was really, really nice, though. So everyone go watch St. X on Hulu. I'm definitely going to watch it. Josh from St. X, if you are a happiest girl... We love you. We love you. Like, if you ever come across this, Josh, just know that it was such a joy to chat with you, and thank you for making me feel so good about it. And myself. her number is... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we follow each other on Instagram now. I so love that. That's much safer. <laughs> much safer. But yeah, that was really fun. It's fun to meet new people. Uh, one of my new things is putting myself in situations where I can meet new people, and so that was one of those, and it was really fun. That's it. It's a good way to like meet new friends, meet guys. Like you have to get yourself, put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Even though your bed can be very appealing at times. I know for sure. Again, like I got to do it for the pod. So yes, thank you for that content. Yeah. What sure. else did you do? I feel like you did more than that. Yep, that was phase one of the night. Oh, love that. Um, phase two led into Silver Lining Lounge, which I believe is in. I want to say NoHo. But I'm not sure because I was not the navigator. Um, but I did get out of the taxi and walk inside um, wherever we were. I think it was NoHo. But it's a live piano bar. It was so fun. Really cool venue. Dark walls. And then there was a man who was just singing 
on the piano and he was so good and it was a white grand piano and he was playing just like romantic songs just fun songs and the cocktails were delicious i only had one it was called between awake and dreaming mm-hmm. and i think i just ordered it because i loved that name love it so we went there and it was really fun and then final stop which was always you know oh my gosh no we went somewhere else oh i'm my so goodness. sorry i forgot there was like a Sounds speakeasy exhausting. down the street <laughs> phase three of the night there was a speakeasy down the street i can't remember what it's called even though i asked my roommate as i was leaving the apartment I said I need to remember what this speakeasy was called so I can say it on the pod because it was so cool. And it's a it was an art gallery walk in and you like walk through like a door that like is like part Frevo. of the wall. Yeah, it was like but you didn't walk through a painting like Frevo. Mm-hmm. Um which obviously love Frevo. Shout out to Frevo. Um but it was really cool. They were playing great music, nice people. I met a really nice guy there who actually asked me out this morning. All the mans. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go, but he was really, really nice. And um, I met him because I just randomly asked, is your drink good? Because I was trying to figure out what to order. And his drink looked really cool. And let me tell you, this was like the most amazing drink I've had. It was like cinnamony, delicious. Had like definitely like frothed egg whites on top. I love uh, egg whites in a drink. It was so good. So he actually ended up getting me one, which was nice. Um, And we chatted for a while and he speaks Spanish and he was there with his Spanish friends. And he, I was like, I'm going to Peru in a month. Like speak to me in Spanish. So that's actually how he asked me out this morning. He asked me out in Spanish. Oh, I caramba. <laughs> but we'll see if I go. Um, sometimes I get nervous about like going, I don't know, like the night and the daytime are two very different times, you know? So true. But your beer goggles. Nice. <laughs> Shout out to you, sir. I think his name is Dan. Dan, if you're happiest girl. Yeah. Okay, and now the final, the final, final. Um, we went to Acme at Classic. the end of the night. <laughs> It was so fun. I love Acme. They played the best music there. So yeah, that was fun. And then just went home. So yeah, I guess it was a really fun night. Just bounced around the city. Yeah. Um, I felt like I just talked for an age, Kate. <laughs> but in what did you do last night? Nothing. I mean, for those of you who don't know, I, I work as a per diem oncology nurse. So I worked a shift yesterday, which was great. Fridays are a little bit slower pace, which is always really nice. And so I worked, came home, we went for a walk, had some sushi for dinner, and then I went to bed. It was pretty great. Oh, I took a bath also, which was really nice, and I watched Real Houses of Miami reunion episode two. For those who watched Larsa, she's killing me with her coming at Dr. Nicole. But speaking of Gwyneth, let's just get right into it and talk about our subject today. I want to put out a huge trigger warning because we're going to talk about diet culture, disordered eating, different things, different diet trends. I personally am going to speak about my own weight and use actual pounds. So if that bothers you, this might not be the episode for you, but we hope you come back to us next week. And also, we are not professionals on this subject. We're not claiming to be. We are only giving our opinion on this subject and speaking on our own experiences. Mm -hmm. 
So we got a lot of really amazing questions, but first, I just wanted to talk about us yeah, because please. it's our podcast. Yes. So I would just like to start speaking about myself. I think growing up, I never had any issues with food until really high school, and I probably gained about 20 pounds. I was playing soccer, and I was just eating junk all the time because I was so hungry all the time and I wasn't feeling my body in a good or efficient way. I also have the body type that builds muscle really quickly so obviously that's going to make my weight on the scale look higher but it just kind of messed with me mentally and then looking at other people around me and feeling like they would get more attention from guys because of their weight and things like that and I think that we were really lucky in the sense that like while our mom is very fit and she always prioritized her health and moving her body and eating well. I don't feel like she ever pushed that on us and I think that is a blessing that not a lot of young girls experienced and something that I'll definitely carry on to dictator. And I think that when I went to college, I obviously gained weight freshman year like everybody does because I was just eating pizza and pasta and drinking and eating late at night, eating McDonald's. We would literally stay out until 3.30 a.m. And that's when we would leave and call it a night because that's when McDonald's started serving breakfast. But you know what? It doesn't matter because those are some really great and fun memories. I definitely don't regret it. But I just wasn't fueling my body, fueling my brain in a good way. And once I started to prioritize that and focus on my health, everything got better for me. But I do have to say, like, even at my smallest weight, I did not get any sort of different attention. People didn't treat me differently. I know this isn't everyone's experience, but in my head, I was like, oh, if I just get really thin like I'll have more friends more guys will talk to me and like that wasn't the reality I really think that I gained a lot of confidence once I realized that and starting to accept myself and love myself for the weight that I was and how I was and when I met my husband I was at my heaviest weight I'd ever been and he loved me he didn't care he's loved me at every body type he's loved me nine months pregnant telling me like how hot I am because I am, you know, it's just a reality. So I definitely think it's been kind of a roller coaster. And I think in my pregnancy is when I really started to care so much less. And I think a driving force of that was I wanted to fuel my baby. And so I would prioritize protein, eating healthy things, drinking lots of water. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I eat dessert whenever I want. I'll eat milk bar, I'll eat Levain, whatever. But I think I follow an 80-20 rule. And not 80-20 in the sense that I'm eating really healthy in the week and then I'm just going crazy on the weekends. No. Every day, if I want to eat something, I will eat it. Because if I restrict myself, I will fall into a toxic restrict restrict and binge cycle which is horrible and it only leads to bad things that I'm sure a lot of people know so I focus on if I want to eat a cookie I'm going to eat a cookie once I eat that cookie I listen to my body okay Kate how do you feel do you want another cookie right now yeah you still do okay have another cookie it's not the end of the world 
So I used to have like the mentality, I can't even have it in the house or I need to eat all this because I'm starting my diet tomorrow. And all of that I think could probably be qualified as disordered eating and just very bad. And another big driving factor for me is I do not want my daughter to see that. I don't want her to be around that. I never want her to think that's okay. I want her to be very intuitive and be like, how does, when she's at a birthday party and she eats a piece of cake, how does this cake make me feel? Do I want more cake? I never want her to be like, oh, I need to scarf down this cake because mom doesn't let me eat cake. Like I, I never want it to be like that. And so I think that really led to a lot of growth for me was my pregnancy and then having a daughter. Cause I think, I think some people have the opposite reaction when they're pregnant and they feel like they need to fall into the snapback culture, which is so toxic. Or if you feel like you're, if you're getting married soon and you feel like I need to shed for the wedding, like that also can be very toxic. And as someone who had two weddings, I can t- like attest that like I felt that pressure at certain points and I hated going to fittings because I was so afraid maybe my dress wasn't going to fit at that one fitting. And something that really struck me was Jackie, the real housewife of New Jersey, when she was talking about her wedding and photos and how she looked like sickly thin. This is These are her words. I was like, I never want my kid to look at my wedding photos and be like, wow, mommy, like you look so different. Like, mm-hmm. what is that? Like, and then if they don't look like that, I never want them to feel that pressure. So I'm really happy that at both of my weddings, I was at a very healthy, normal weight for myself. And so I can carry those pictures and know those pictures are a good example of someone who had a healthy relationship with food and was just physically active and I felt really good about myself not that I crash dieted to get super thin because who are you getting thin for no one is no one at your wedding is looking at your body they are there to celebrate your love and if they are that's just showing their own insecurity and projecting that on you they should be there just to celebrate you so if you want to do something for yourself make sure you're coming from a place of I want to be healthy, not I need to crash diet so I can fit into my wedding dress for two seconds and then I'm going to binge once I get on my honeymoon because that's not that's not good either. So now that I have talked for about 7,000 hours, I thought I would drop it off to Mary B. And I, I think that your generation is much better, which we're going to talk about this in a little bit about like Ozempic and things that are happening now and how we're kind of going back to that mentality like everybody needs to be stick thin again and how dangerous that is so I just my I guess my first question you can speak on your experience but my first question for you and and don't hold back be honest how did having me as an older sister play into your body issues or not not that you have issues like how you felt about yourself Gosh, hard-hitting question. Um, so, as you can tell, maybe from listening to us, I think this is something that's very near and dear to both of our hearts, is this diet culture. And I think it's because we both have gone through the ups and downs of what it can mean. And I, I think that, I mean, to answer your question, Kate, I think... It did affect me mostly seeing your different like diet trends. Like Kate 
was always like on the cutting edge of the like oh most, yeah I like, tried so many I didn't even talk about this but, like I tried <laughs> everything like I did whole 30 and yeah. I did I did juice cleanses I did everything every fad diet you could imagine I've tried yeah. none of them work by the way none of them work <laughs> so I think that that was one influence where I saw Kate doing that a lot so I was like oh my gosh I should probably be doing that too um but I didn't I feel like I didn't try all those fads like you did I maybe like tried the juice cleanse but I like couldn't get through it because you have probably like better self-restraint than I do (laughs) and the juices were so gross yeah um but I think that overall I don't know what it was maybe about our mentality like I could probably talk with a therapist and figure it out but I also grew up very aware I don't know when the switch flipped for me but very aware of my body um I have like a core memory I can't remember this woman's name but she was a Kansas City gal so from our same hometown I mean I shouldn't call her a gal she was literally a full-grown like 50 year old woman and she wrote this book on like diet and eating healthy and I really think it was like a well-intentioned book about like being healthy and like making the right choices of food but I remember like we saw I saw her and out in Kansas City one time and I went up to her and I think at the time I was like really really thin like I grew up like I was like always very thin. yeah you were always really thin young I like definitely gained weight in high school but I mean, reality check, that was just me becoming a woman. It was not really getting And you were playing volleyball. Like, it was probably muscle, too, that you were getting. Well, that's something I think that is, can be difficult for, like, like girls in high school is you, you hit a time in your life where you move from more of, like, your childhood body into your womanly body, and that oftentimes comes with gaining weight. Totally. And it's healthy. Like, you just get hips, like, you fill out, and it's very healthy. But at the time, in my head, it was, like, skinny, 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 skinny. Like, that's... I, like, had to be... I had to be thinner. had to be thinner. So, even though my body was, like, gaining weight naturally, I was like, no, 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 no. And, like, at the time, I was, like, still even before this, and I went up to her, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what are your tips? Like, I love your book. And she was like, well, like, if you're starting now... Like, I remember she, like, looking at me being like why are you reading my book and like taking these tips Mm -hmm. so I think I had like a for some reason like an obsession about like how much I was eating from like a very young age and I also remember like I would use the like calorie counter Mm -hmm. my fitness pal yeah there's this um influencer who I think is doing like really great work had this one tiktok that was like people who like used to like count calories like how does it feel now like looking at all normal foods and knowing the exact calorie count because you use that app <laughs> I was like like it's just like I just like related to that so much like yeah I would like if the app would tell you I feel like it was like my fitness file or something it was like the app would tell you how many calories you should consume a day to like lose this amount of weight and then I remember like if I went over that calorie counter I would like go downstairs and like run on the treadmill until I like hit and like I think at the time I thought that I was just like being healthy and like taking care of my health but in reality I think it was definitely like a toxic um, relationship with food yeah especially since that app will say allegedly that you're supposed to eat 
1200 calories mm-hmm. I think it will suggest sometimes yeah. and nobody should be eating that little like I think that's for like a five-year-old like no no growing woman should be eating that little like that's mm-hmm. a little bonkers yeah so but then I went to college and I gained for sure like the freshman 15 and um that was also difficult. I think I was my heaviest in freshman year of college. And I tried, like, Whole30. I, like, did all these things. But I feel like I was just really lucky in that, like, on that one day I just woke up and I was like, I just, like, can't do this anymore. Um, and so I, like, read the book Whole30, which I think is, like, informative for, like, learning about different foods. But I think that I just suddenly decided, like, I... Like, I don't, I just kind of want to eat what I want to eat and, like, stop when I'm full. And then, ever since then, I have, like, I feel like I have a really good relationship with food. Just so happy that we both came to this same conclusion at such a young age because I feel like there are women, like, well into their 70s, 80s still stressing about this kind of stuff. So, and I completely agree that my body feels so much better when I'm focusing on just the quality of the food that I'm putting in my body, listening to my body, moving my body. Mm -hmm. And I think I talked about her last time, but Ariel Laurie, she talks a lot about this, about how once she stopped focusing so much on high intensity and trying to eat like quest bars and things like that like oh my god quest bars <laughs> no, triggered stop that's one of the diets i forgot i did i did the keto diet i think oh, that's yeah, what just put me over the edge the keto diet i did it with my one of my friends from college shout out revs i love her so much but we would like just bring like vodka and um like whipped cream to parties because whipped cream is like keto friendly and so mm. is vodka and we would just, like, do, like, drink vodka. Oh, my God, it was so toxic. Yeah. It was so toxic. Yeah. And I remember either in high school or college, Kim Kardashian was posting about how she was really into Atkins. And I'm not sure if she was a sponsor for Atkins or what, but I remember reading an article, like, what Kim eats in a day. And I was like, oh, she has a great body that, like, I would like to have. So mm-hmm. let me just read up on this. And, like... Mm-hmm. I never want to put blame on influencers or celebrities for, like, my own issues because I'm a grown adult. I can make my own decisions. But I later found out that she was paid by Atkins to say that. (laughs) And so it's like, this really isn't actually how you're eating. You were paid by a company to promote their products so people would buy their little bars that were one net carb or whatever it was. And... I think that was also kind of a turning point, too. Like, this is all fake. Everything is fake. Every celebrity, they have a trainer, they have a chef, they have so much more than I have. Mm -hmm. This is not just them doing it on their own like I am. So this leads me into one of our most asked questions, which was about Ozempic. And I just wanted to speak on the medical side of Ozempic really quick. And... What's that? Oh, Nurse Kate coming in hot. So Ozempic is basically an anti-diabetic medication that can be used for treatment of type 2 diabetes. And it is also an anti-obesity medication for long-term weight management. And so I don't really like all of the hate for Ozempic because I think it can be really beneficial for, of course, patients who are type 2 diabetic and then people who are pre-diabetic because they are the medical definition of obese. And I know people have a lot of issues with 
BMI and that being the rating, but if your doctor is saying that you are obese, that is that is what I am meaning when I speak on obesity. And or maybe you have PCOS, you've been really struggling to lose weight for a very long time. I think Ozempic and similar drugs can be very beneficial for you because obesity can lead to a lot of other detrimental issues, kidney issues, heart issues, sleep apnea. Like there's so many things, including type 2 diabetes. When I have an issue with Ozempic is when you are someone who is already technically a normal BMI and you are requesting Ozempic and just so you can get even thinner or you can get that frail look that is unfortunately coming back in. So when I see or hear that someone is on Ozempic that I know looks healthy, which I know we can't really judge, but like I feel like when you look at someone, you can tell if their BMI, if they're, I don't know, like, like are they trying to use this because they want to be super thin or are they trying to use this so they can get healthier? Mm -hmm. There's a huge difference. And I think that when you have a celebrity or an influencer that is this example and using it for this reason, it can be very detrimental because there are a lot of younger people watching them. Instead of promoting healthy eating and just being at a healthy weight, you don't have to be super thin, and promoting exercise and just moving your body, I think it is such a bummer to see. And speaking on Ozempic too, you can bring up the Gwyneth Paltrow interview that she did, Mm -hmm. which obviously she's not on Ozempic. She's just eating very little. And that is every much her right. It's her body. I know that she has an older demographic. My issue with it is that that older demographic, those people are moms. And so if moms are trying to live the same way that Gwyneth is living because she's very thin and if they're trying to emulate that and doing things that really don't have a lot of evidence-based research, such as her ozone therapy or the IV therapy that she's doing, there's really not a lot of research that backs that that's super beneficial unless you are severely dehydrated and it's used in a hospital-based setting. Those things are really not beneficial. And those moms are modeling that for their young kids. Like, it's not healthy to watch your mom just have coffee and bone broth and some vegetables all day. So that's kind of where my concern is. Obviously, people have to be able to form their own opinions and they are good. But like, and she can speak her own opinion, but she's not exempt from the consequences of her speaking that opinion. So that is just my thought on it. Do you have any thoughts on this, maybe? There is a consequence when sharing. Yes. And like I don't know if she was trying to promote, but I don't I really don't not I do not think that she was trying to promote it mm-hmm. in any way. I genuinely think someone asked her what do you eat in a day and that is what she eats in a day. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's dangerous because there'll be other middle-aged people listening to her speak and be like, okay, well, this is what Gwyneth does. I want to look like Gwyneth, so this is what I need to do too. And then it trickles down. Their young kids are watching that. So I'm watching their moms do that. So I just think it has more consequences than what people say Mm -hmm. is all. But again, like at the end of the day, we all have free will. 
and we can all make decisions and you can listen to it or not and follow it or not. So I can't put 100% of the blame on, on Gwyneth, but I think people have to be very careful with the kind of type of media that they're consuming. Mm-hmm. So totally. another question. Thanks for these questions, by the way, everyone. I know. They were very good. Someone said, do you think guys care about an extra 10 pounds? What do I think about that? Any guy that you want to be with does not care. Yes, 100%. Oh, my gosh. If If they do care, put him in the trash can. That's where they belong. Put him in the trash can, wheel him down the street, and let the trash man pick him up. Mm -hmm. I think that... Just, like, that's really all I have to say about that. Yeah. Like, if you feel like a guy only likes you because you're at a certain weight, that is unattainable to maintain that weight for the rest of your life. I can guarantee you that. you will. And if you do try to, you will drive yourself crazy and you will put all of your worth behind that. And that is no way to live. You, you do not need that stress and anxiety in your life. You deserve unconditional love from someone who will love your body at any weight. My weight has gone all over the map in my seven-year relationship, and especially when I was pregnant. And obviously, I'm pregnant. I went, when you're pregnant, you're gonna gain weight. But I remember watching a video on TikTok about a woman who was saying, "Oh, like my husband doesn't find me attractive when I'm pregnant, and like that's fine." Mm, mm. <laughs> and it's like even if he doesn't find you attractive, he certainly shouldn't be telling you that he doesn't yeah. find you attractive, like. Keep that to yourself like a normal person, okay? Write it in your growing your child. Write it in your diary and burn it. Yeah, exactly. Because like if she's gaining weight, that means that she's fueling her body to help grow a literal human being. I think they care way more about your lifestyle, I guess, in the sense of like are you, like are you healthy? Are you are you taking care of yourself? Are you nourishing your body, or are you doing things that are gonna harm your body? Mm-hmm. I feel like they should care more about that. Are you being safe and healthy because they love you and they want you to live a long time? Yeah. And in being super thin to a point that it's unhealthy for you, that is not taking care of your body. That can have detrimental side effects to your body. So they shouldn't want that anyway. Also, I want to say, too, different strokes for different folks. Totally. Like, there could be one body type that a completely, like, one group of men finds to be the most yeah, attractive Yeah, you can have a preference. another body type that they, that, you know, it's, it's just like, again, different strokes for different folks. So I think what's important is finding someone who thinks you are just like the hottest thing since you know sliced bread exactly and go forward with that man if a guy is going to i just i can't even imagine someone 10 pounds like i just really don't think yeah also i don't even think guys would notice no guys don't like they don't think the way that women think in like oh, I went from a four to a six. Like, they don't see, like, they really don't see our bodies that way. Like, mm-hmm. I I just, I don't even think, like, they see, like, small and big. Like, it's very 
like co-sponsor in here. Honestly, we need him on the pod. <laughs> perspective. He would literally be like, what are you talking about? I wouldn't even notice if he gained 10 pounds. <laughs> like he would notice if I wasn't living in a healthy way like mm-hmm. I usually do. And that's more of like And a, that's a that's more of just like caring about me. Yeah, for sure. Not that he cares about my weight. Mm-hmm. All right, next question. If you could give your 16-year-old self advice about diet culture slash body image, what would it be? Oh my gosh, this is such a good question. I've been reading this one and loving it. Do you want to go first, Kate? Sure. And mine is very short and sweet, and it would be no one knows your jean size, your dress size, your bra size. No one knows. No one knows. Like, I could tell you my jeans are whatever size I want. No one's going to reach their hand in the back of my pants and look at my tag. And there is this thing called the spotlight effect where you think Mm -hmm. people are looking at you. They're really not. Everybody is so consumed in what their own body looks like. And if your friend, if you're worried that your friends are going to judge you or a guy is going to judge you because of your body weight, they're not a real friend. Mm -hmm. There is no world where I would look at Mary B's body and be like, whoa, girl, like what's going on over there? If I felt like I was concerned about her health that would be another thing mm-hmm. but there is no world where i wouldn't be like yes like hyping her up whatever it is mm-hmm. so no one knows your gene size so it really doesn't matter you're the only one who knows mm-hmm. that's a really good one i would second that um i think if i were to tell my 16 year old self anything it would be just listen to your body and trust that your body is taking care of itself. I just think that I have, I'm fortunate in that I don't tend to like enjoy overeating. Like I do it mostly out of like stress. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my, like I would just say like, I don't know, like I, I just feel like when I was 16, I was so, so focused on like every little thing I ate and allowed myself to go hungry when I didn't need to just for the sake of feeling like I like reducing my anxiety about weight gain and I would tell myself that like I just did not need to be doing that um, when I look back on it, it, like, I don't know if you feel this way, Kate, but it, it makes me sad to think about myself allowing this to be such a large part of my youth is, like, what I ate, how, like, how many hours went in between the, ne- the next time I ate, if I had a full sandwich at lunch or half a sandwich at lunch, if like asking my mom to put like extra meat on like a half sandwich because that means I would have one less piece of bread. Like these things just like were always in my mind. And I think I would just like honestly go back and like give my 16 year old self a hug Mm -hmm. and be like, that kind of stuff doesn't matter. Totally. And I think that working as a nurse in oncology has also really shifted my perspective on your body Mm -hmm. because it's I'm I come home every day so grateful to have my health and to be able to move the way move my body the way that I want to be able to eat the things that I want to eat and that they taste normal and I have the energy to do so and I have the appetite because so many of my patients 
cannot exercise, food tastes terrible to them, they have no appetite, like they would kill to be in the position that I am and to have a healthy body and I would just say to myself, stop taking that for granted, stop taking your health for granted, start nourishing your body, listening to your body. It's, I just wasted so much time and energy. It's, it's not good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think that one thing that I definitely have learned since I tore my ACL in college, which I know is happens to a lot of people, but it was my first real experience with my body changing in a pretty permanent way for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I think Every single day that you have a well-functioning body is such a gift. And I think I would go back and say, like, run more. Like, I mean, I ran a lot, but, like, sprint more. Because I can run now, but, like, I can't really sprint the same. Like, sprint more, jump a ton. Like, just really every single time, like, you're able to enjoy like the magic of being like so healthy like yeah really take that in and I know that's not exactly what we're talking about but just to like love your body as a po- I feel like a lot of my relationship with this type of stuff came from a place of like hating my body right and so I was always trying to change it like I I would just be like oh I'm too I I can't gain more weight or I'll look awful, like I look awful right now, so like I need to be sure I'm controlling what I'm eating and I'm working out. And that came from a place of not celebrating my body one bit. I was more so just fighting it every single day and hating on it every single day. And so I would go back, like your body is just, it can be a burden sometimes, like you really gotta do a lot to take care of it. But it's it really is like, it's your, it's your mode for everything you do in your life. Like, I feel like every day, like, I try to, like, look at some, like, part of my body and I'll be like, legs, like, thank you so much for, like, helping me walk yeah. today. Like, it's a little corny, but, like, I remember being on bed rest with my ACL and say, being like, if I could just walk down the street right now, like, I would give anything for that. Yes. And so it's such, it's, like, such a point of gratitude to be able to, like, look at your body and be like, thank you so much for what you do for me, as opposed to, like, beating it down because it doesn't look right, which literally, like, that's, like, on the bottom of the list of importance. Totally. And there's my rant. (laughs) Something I really want to pass on to Dictator is that she doesn't always have to be super positive about her body. Like, she can be, I I would rather her be neutral than hate it like that. Like, you're not going to speak negatively to yourself about your body. You don't have to be obsessed with it all the time, but you can just be neutral and just sit with it. And it doesn't always have to be this toxic positivity. Like my body is perfect. I love it. Like sometimes that can be really hard if you're not actually loving your body in the moment. Mm -hmm. I think it's totally fine to just feel neutral, but I never want her to hate it, and I'm going to be like, that's not allowed. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, like, I made that body. Yeah. So I worked really hard. Don't be so that body. critical of my work. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> like, the audacity. I'm an artiste. Exactly. And you are my painting. <laughs> I formed every little centimeter and every cell one yeah. by one. So. And worked hard to do it. Mm-hmm. Dictator. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what's coming. Honestly. 
But another question that we got was trying to lose the baby weight without developing an unhealthy relationship with food. Okay, you got this one. I kind of spoke on this a little bit before, and I think your mentality should be, I want to set good examples for my child, and that has to start now. And I think that you need to give yourself grace and think about all the amazing things that you just did and how your body changes. So you just need to focus on nourishing your body so that you can be healthy for yourself, healthy for your kids, and set a good example. Because even though they're young now, these habits have to start now. And I think it's really important to surround yourself with other women who are building you up. And I think it's important that your partner is really building you up because yeah i'm here to build you up and tell you that you are a sexy mama you just put life in the world (laughs) literally like you are a super woman you're a superhero so because i think something that really helps me if i'm having a down day with my body like spencer is always like not to get graphic but like like smack my butt and i'll be like "Mm, like you are so hot like you are the sexiest mom around and it's like I'm your sister. Okay? Sorry. Just, sorry. 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 Censor it. I guess this is how when I tell you how babies are made. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, sorry. I know my mom, our mom listens to this too, so sorry, mom. But. She's going to love you. Like, well, so glad that the spice is alive. Yes. But. Like, when he does that, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, he thinks I look good, even though I don't think I look good. Like, I guess I don't look that bad. Like, mm-hmm. so, like, having people around you that are telling you you look amazing, and I'm not talking about, like, in a toxic way, where, but I, I'm talking about, like, genuinely people who love you, they want you to feel good about yourself, and your child wants you to be happy and love yourself. So that's really my driving factor is trying to heal my issues so that I can be a good example for my child and not pass this on to her and to my other kids. Because I think that a lot of your relationship with food and diet culture can come from your mom if you are a girl or even your dad. Yeah. And the comments that your dad could make to you. Yeah. I think that can be huge. Like, I think a lot of people underestimate the power that a dad can have on the self-esteem of a girl, of their mm-hmm. daughter. And so if there are any, you know, future dads listening to this, you really have to be careful and make sure you're building your daughter up because little things that you say could really affect their self-esteem mm-hmm. and can really play into their relationship with diet culture. Yeah, something that, that I, I feel like I can't really weigh in on this because I have never had a child, but... In the vein of what you're you're saying, like to like what your parents say matters. It made me think of something that they I learned from a mentor teacher in my um, master's of education program. Speaking to, and I think it is transferable because a teacher is a big like force in your life. Mm-hmm. You really care about their opinion, much like your parents. And they said. It's never the intentional things that you say to them that they're going to remember. It's the things that just kind of come out of your mouth. Totally the off-the-cuff comments. You you don't think about it. It's off-the-cuff that the student will remember for the rest of their life. Totally. So I think 
we're all human. I absolutely, no matter how hard I try, I just know I will be passing on things that I don't want to pass on to my children, such as the nature of life. We just can only do our best, but I think just being really intentional when talking about this subject could really make a big difference in a young girl's life. Just not mentioning food, not mentioning her body, unless it's to say how beautiful she looks. Complimenting her brain, complimenting Mm -hmm. other things, like how she's so kind, things like that. Huge. Yeah, or even just like, as opposed to, like just reframing it, like if you want to, I think, promote health in your home, really framing it around health and not appearance. Yeah, how does this make you feel? How does this make you feel when you do these and you eat this? Does it make you feel good? Does it give you a headache? Like. Things like that. Mm-hmm. All right, our last question so of the day. So How do you balance between indulging and knowing you need to eat healthy? Oh my gosh. How do I balance that? Yeah. I always, like, if I eat too much sugar, I feel so gross. And so I just, like, take whatever I need to, like, balance myself out. But it's, it's easier said than done to... I, I think that no when no matter what, whenever I find myself in sort of a, a binge mode to have that voice that has been in my head for so long in the back of my head, just guilting me for those times. But um, I just try to like talk back to it and like and just like enjoy the moment. I don't know. I feel like this is not good because I feel like I don't. I'm not a huge binger. I I usually binge like when I'm PMSing. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm being so real, like I, I just binge when I'm PMSing, and I tell myself it's because my period is coming, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like my body. Must so that would be it. when you indulge. Yeah, your body when your body needs it, and I definitely have struggled with binging at certain times in the past, and. I think that it's because I lived a life of such restriction. Yes. And so once I stopped doing that and telling myself, okay, if you want to have a cookie, you can have a cookie. But something that's happened as I've gotten older that you were speaking on is how awful I feel when I eat stuff like that. Like I feel so much better when I eat like berries or a banana or or, Mm -hmm. like things like that. But if I want a cookie, you best well, believe I'm going to eat a cookie. Life is and I'm going to love it. And yeah. I'm going to say to myself, if you want another cookie tomorrow, you can have another cookie tomorrow. Yeah. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing any- for me anymore. And I think that's been a really huge breakthrough. Like, I used to, like, buy chips. And I used to say, okay, well, I'm going to eat the whole bag because I don't want them in my house tomorrow because I'm going to start my restriction. Mm. Which is so terrible. So now it's like, I'm going to eat the chips until I'm full. I'm going to stop. I'm going to put them away. If I want to eat the chips again tomorrow, I can get the bag out and I can eat the chips again tomorrow. And that is such a healthier life and such a better life. And then if those chips, when I'm done, I'm like, wow, I feel, I don't feel good after eating those chips. Those chips aren't what is going to make my body feel good. Then I'm not, I don't even want them anymore anyway. Yeah. Because it made me feel bad. I think I'm going to have to also do a disclaimer because I think when I say I never binge, I definitely binge if I feel like I am restricting myself. So that is a huge 
I think, psychological thing for me. It's almost like not the food that I want. It just is like the rush of being like, I shouldn't be eating this. Eating junk. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, why? Like, why do I feel that way? Why do I feel like I won't be able to have Chipotle again for four more months, so I gotta get a huge bowl with chip, like, everything. It's like, why can't I just say to myself, yeah, you can eat this, and if you want it tomorrow, you can have it tomorrow. Tomorrow the next day, you know? But, like, usually, when I eat Chipotle, I'm like, oh, my stomach does not feel great after this, so I probably shouldn't do this again for a while anyway. And it's amazing, too. I just want to say, I think we are pretty lucky that we have, like, a fairly healthy relationship with food it's just interesting like as we speak how completely mental these things are totally and that is just it's it's so real like it's just the mental element of dieting like it's it's just crazy and the things that are important to you just I know that was like just such a deep statement I just made so deep but but yes, thank you, Mary B, for those wide, wise words that you're dropping on us. Yeah, you're welcome. So anytime. That will conclude this week's episode on diet culture. I hope that you guys enjoyed, and let us know what other topics you would like to hear us talk about. So that are maybe more relaxing and not as triggering for some people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait, I think we should have one final thing, though, to wrap everything up. Okay. If you could could say one thing that you really want listeners of any age, whether they are in college or they're new moms, what's one takeaway you want them to remember from this episode? People, men or women, are not going to love you more because of your body and if they do those are not the kind of people that you want loving you anyway Mm -hmm. they should love you for a multitude of other reasons your personality your kindness your heart your brain Mm -hmm. if you feel like i need to lose 20 pounds and then this guy will like me and he'll ask me out you're you're you don't want to be with that guy you don't want to be with that guy he sounds like he sucks Kate yeah he sounds awful <laughs> so we're out on him yeah this imaginary man mm-hmm. what about you uh I think if I were to take away what would want to give one takeaway it is to whenever you can combat the negativity about your body I don't, again, I don't want to preach toxic positivity because there's always going to be days where you're not yeah. in your body, but to combat the negativity and the hate with just gratitude for what your body does for you every day, it's truly yes. a miracle what the body does. Like, I don't even fully understand my body. I actually don't think anyone on the universe does. I can't speak for actually the universe. Let's keep it to planet Earth. Um, yeah, there might be some aliens out there that totally understand. <laughs> Earthlings. But it's just Aliens, so, if you're listening. It's If you're listening, like, send us a signal if you know more than we do, because I'm sure we could use it to save lives, so we'd love that. But apart from them, it's so amazing that we don't even fully understand it, especially as women. Like, do you ever wake up? Kate and you're like dang like if I really wanted to today I could create a life I know 
Isn't that it's insane? pretty amazing? And then that life would, you would pop it out, and they would walk around and change the world as we know it. It's crazy. Like, how amazing are we? Men could never. Like, Rihanna's mom didn't even really know the magnitude of what she was doing when she was no like, idea. I'm going to have a baby. And that baby became Rihanna. Yeah, and she has touched my mind and heart. And she created Fenty Beauty. Yeah. And a multitude of hits. It's Straight just bangers. Truly just the most amazing thing. And yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I would want to... And that's, again, and that would be what I would tell my younger self, though I don't know if she would listen, yeah. but I'd still try to tell her. But you know what? Eventually we learned, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, looking over at Kate right now. Hot mom alert to my left. Thanks. So, Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and please follow us. You can listen on Spotify or iTunes. Um, Happiest Girls Podcast on Instagram. And please write in something that you have done for yourself this month that you want to celebrate to be a better you or to just love yourself more at happiestgirlsinnyc at gmail.com. And actually, Kate, we, you know what we didn't do? We didn't say one thing we're going to do this week. To be oh, honest. I know. Mine is going to be ordering out less. Mm. Oh my gosh. When I tell you, I think Spencer and I have ordered out four times this week. Like, that's just an, uh, an actually crazy amount of times, even for New York City. My goal is to cook at home more. What about you? I love that. My goal is to get back into meditation because I've kind of fallen away from it. But I will say when I stop, I notice I have, I'm have i more impulsive and my thoughts are less clear. So I want to get back into that game. So I want to meditate for five minutes every day. All right, we'll check back next week to see if either of us completed our goals to be better us. Wow, wow, so proud of us. Yeah. Great app. Okay, thank you all for listening, and all right. we'll see you next week. Bye, Bye guys. Let's go.